Hey friends, welcome back. This episode is all about sinking funds. And I've mentioned this topic in previous episodes, but it came to mind that maybe you don't know what sinking funds are or how to use them really for your benefit. And with 2024 here, now is the time to start planning for the year when it comes to planning your vacations, planning financially for emergencies or things that may come up and happen throughout the year. So this episode really is going to explain what sinking funds are, how they work, and how they can work for you. Hey, you're listening to the Debt-Free CEO Podcast, where you'll learn ways to manage your finances in your personal or business life to set you on the path to debt-free and on to financial freedom. I'm Megan, your debt-free finance coach, former high school math teacher, now a debt-free entrepreneur. In 2021, I paid off $53,000 worth of debt in 12 months so that I could walk away from the classroom. Whether you're on the path to debt-free or looking for ways to manage your finances better, you're in the right place. Walking the path to financial freedom doesn't have to be lonely. We're in this together. If you don't have my budget template, you can grab that. I really did a deep dive on that in the previous episode about how to use it and how to make sure that you have a zero-based budget. Um, So grab that because you can use that to help you when you are identifying seeking funds and deciding how much you want to put in those funds. So if you've never heard of sinking funds, sinking funds are a way to save money over a period of time so that when unexpected expenses happen, your dog has to go to the vet, you need new tires for your car, medical expenses, any annual subscriptions that you have, sinking funds are a great way to be prepared for when those things happen. So in this episode, we're going to focus heavily on practical strategies you can use for sinking funds to save money. We're going to talk about how to escape debt by using sinking funds and how to help you get to the goal of financial freedom with sinking funds. And I really want to say this, if you're overspending every month, sinking funds are not going to work for you because you're overspending. You don't have the money to put towards any type of savings or any type of sinking fund. If you're overspending, book a call with me so that we can get you out of this cycle. But if you're under budget every single month, then a sinking fund is going to be a great way for you to save for something in the future. So what are they? Essentially, a sinking fund is a proactive savings approach for anticipated future expenses. For example, you may have car repair, medical expenses, annual subscriptions, vet expenses, etc. A sinking fund is separate though from your emergency fund, so they're not the same thing. The difference is an emergency fund exists to provide you and your family with a few months of living expenses in case you or your spouse were to ever lose your job, whereas a sinking fund plans for things that may occur one or two times throughout the year that have no set date to occur. For example, you never know when you're going to take your dog to the vet if they get sick. You never know when you're going to take your child to the the doctor if they get sick. You never know if you blow out a tire and need to replace it the next day, right? So sinking funds help you plan and prepare for those unexpected expenses. I do want to say, most importantly, there's no wrong way to save money. 
whether you use sinking funds as a tool to save money or if you find one of those savings challenges on TikTok or Pinterest where you save a dollar on day one, two dollars on day two, or if you save $50 a week, it doesn't matter. There's no wrong way to save money. The fact that you are trying to save money and better your financial future is wonderful. These strategies simply exist to inform you of different ways that you can financially plan for your future and future emergencies. So how do you build a sinking fund strategy? As we enter the new year, now is a great time to build a sinking fund strategy because we just wrapped up 2023. So you can actually go back and look at the total amount that you paid for your car repairs, your medical bills, your annual subscriptions, etc. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be easy to find that information, but pull up your bank records, pull up your credit card statements. I know in my app, I bank with Chase, you can go pull up your credit card and you can search vet Starbucks if you want to see how many times you went to Starbucks. If you spend a lot of money on Starbucks, I suggest maybe you do that or maybe you don't if you don't want to know. (laughs) You can search the doctor that you go to, right? So you can actually go into your banking app and search and see how much you spent on car repairs and so forth. So when you do that, that's going to allow you to see, wow, okay, I had to do this for my car maintenance. I had to do this, this, and that. And when you add it all up, you're going to get a total. Once you get that total, divide it by 12. And that's going to tell you how much money you need to put in that specific sinking fund every single month of 2024. And this is really beneficial because when those expenses came up in 2023, if you are not prepared for them, then sinking funds are a great way to get prepared for this year. Because when you have those sinking funds, when you prepare for that ahead of time, instead of putting those charges and those unexpected expenses on a credit card, you're actually going to go to that sinking fund, to that savings account where that money is held. And you're going to say, hey, I can afford new tires on my car because I've been planning and preparing ahead for this. Now, where should you track and keep these numbers in your sinking fund? I'm sure there are numerous apps out there that you can use to help you track that. You can do pen and paper if you're an old school type of person. You can pull up a spreadsheet and track it there every single January and February, March and and track it that way. And then every time that you have to actually dip into that sinking fund, into that savings account, you subtract from it. I don't care how you, you track it. It's what works and what system is best for you and your family. I personally would maybe do an Excel spreadsheet because you can, if you want to get really nerdy, you can do formulas. You can do all sorts of things in Excel. I mean, if you don't know how to do certain amount of things, just Google, how do I calculate blank in Excel and Google will tell you how to do it in probably 2.2 seconds. Now you can keep your sinking fund money in your savings account. I know a lot of people when they are trying to save money do the envelope system where they keep these different sinking funds as cash in an envelope at their house in a safe. I do suggest putting it in a safe in case anything were to ever happen. The best bang for your buck, though, is really going to be keeping this money, keeping any type of savings account money in a high yield savings account. So that way your money is earning interest over time. If you keep cash and envelopes in a safe, your money's going to earn zero dollars and zero cents 
over the period of time that it sits in that envelope. If you can put it in even just a general generic bank savings account, you'll at least earn something like 0.01% every year. But the best bang for your buck is going to be a high yield savings account. And you can look at your bank to get that. You can Google high interest savings accounts and see which ones you can apply for. Um, Now, do you have to keep your sinking fund money separate from your emergency fund money? That's up to you. It's how you track your numbers. There's no right or wrong way to do that. It's really what system works best for you and your family. Maybe you keep them together, but you also have the spreadsheet that tracks the sinking fund for your medical bills, your car maintenance, your annual subscriptions, and so forth and so forth. And then you also document on that spreadsheet, hey, I've got $10,000 in that account that is for emergency, is our emergency fund, and then the rest is the sinking funds for X, Y, Z. There's no right or wrong way. We're do what's best and what works and makes the most sense in your head and go from there. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is sinking funds and how they act as a financial safety net, preventing the need to rely on credit cards or loans. And I briefly touched on this a few minutes ago, but I want to talk about how sinking funds can help you stay out of debt if you are currently debt-free, how they can help you get out of debt if you are fighting credit cards right now, and trying to get credit card balances down. And here's why. Because when you're trying to get yourself out of debt, you must have a small emergency fund. Even if it's $1,000, it doesn't matter. Have something small, some amount set aside that you can dip from if you are put in an unfortunate and unexpected expense. Now you can have that $1,000 be just your emergency fund and then you can start to build your sinking funds or you can have just $1,000 set aside and go from there. But sinking funds specifically are going to help you not secretly save money, but they're going to help you save money month after month without you even knowing it. And let's talk about how. So you are putting, first of all, (laughs) You should have a zero-based budget, meaning you should know exactly where every single dollar you're spending is going to. And you've got to be at least underspending or spending the exact amount that you make, preferably underspending. But if you're overspending, you've got to look at your finances and you've got to look at your expenses and see what am I doing. And if you want me to give you some tough love here, if you've got credit card debt of any kind, I do not suggest you making regular trips to Starbucks. I do not suggest you making regular trips to eating out. There is no way that you are going to be able to get your credit card debt under control if you are continuously spending insane amounts of money on things that you cannot afford. Starbucks is expensive, so expensive. Make coffee at home. That will save you so much money if you've got credit card debt. Eating at home will save so much money if you've got credit card debt. And I'm not saying don't ever indulge and treat yourself to those things, but it shouldn't be a regular occurrence. It should be a treat because you should be prioritizing your money on other efforts. Okay, get off that tangent. Back to it. (laughs) So when you're trying to get out of debt, here is why 
sinking funds are helpful. When you don't plan for these expenses, where are you charging these things to? Right? If you're not planning for that car maintenance, if you're not planning for that annual subscription you pay for, when the time comes, how are you affording that? Are you putting it on a credit card? Do you have secret cash stowed away? Are you just pulling it out of your debit card and figuring it out later, right? How are you planning for that? Because I'll say most likely nine out of 10 times, you're putting it on a credit card where you're then paying high amounts of interest every single month because you're not prepared. You are, you do not have the money to spend on the car maintenance. You do not have the money to spend on the annual subscription. So sinking funds are a good way to plan ahead and prepare. So when that time comes, you have that money set aside and you're not having to charge it to a credit card and then having to also spend 20% on interest until you pay it off. This is going to allow your overall debt number from rising. So let me give you an example. You're going to put $50 away for car maintenance starting in January and do it all the way until December. You have car maintenance that you need to spend money on in 2024. Great. Pull from that amount and continue to set aside your $50 a month. If you end up not having that car repair or that car expense, then guess what you get to do with that sinking fund at the end of the year? You can do one of two things. You can keep it in your savings account and have it roll over for the next year for any car maintenance that you may have in 2025. You can leave it in your emergency fund so that you have now built your emergency fund so you can have three to six months living expenses set aside. Now, I'm not saying that car sinking fund is going to provide that for you, but it can contribute to your emergency fund. It can contribute to your three to six months living expenses. Or at the end of the year, you can also take that money or even a portion of that money set aside for all the car repair money that you ended up not using. And you can put that towards your debt. You can put it towards your credit card debt. You can put it towards your car note if you have a car payment. And that's really the sweet spot of sinking funds. It's a secret way. It's another way to save money strategically for expenses that always just seem to happen and we're never really ready for. And they may not be for everybody. This strategy may not work for you. For you, sinking funds might be too confusing and too complex, and that's okay. But for somebody today listening to this episode, their eyes were just opened and they may be thinking, wow, okay, this is so smart. This is an easy way to save money and add these numbers to my budget without being overwhelmed and without trying to figure out, well, I always seem to have to get an oil change in April. So how do I change my car budget in April? Instead, you can have this sinking fund and have it be consistent throughout 12 months. And then when April comes, you go to that sinking fund and you pull out that oil change money or you pull out the money for new tires, whatever it may be. So for some, this is a very organized and strategic way that they can save for the things that are important to them, but also that they kind of forget about and may find hard to save for or budget for month after month. 
Really though, sinking funds are just a tool for you to use as you navigate trying to go debt-free and trying to plan for your financial future. Use it as a tool if it's helpful for you. Don't use it if it's not. The main thing is if anybody is listening and trying to get out of debt, the number one thing you have to do is stop overspending. The second number one thing you have to do is to create a budget that you can use as a guideline so that you know where your money is going so that you can make a plan for debt payoff. If you don't have a plan, then it's going to be hard to figure out where you're going. And that really closes me out here and kind of gets me to my last point of if you are looking for a custom money management plan tailored to your specific goals and needs, I do offer one-on-one strategy sessions for you and I to sit down together. And I even have three-month coaching contracts where you and I can work very closely together and get down to the nitty-gritty of paying off debt as aggressive as possible. If you don't know, part of my story is that my husband and I paid off $53,000 of debt in 12 months. And we did that by having a zero-based budget and then being very, very aggressive about paying off our debt, but also limiting our expenses as much as possible so that we could send that money to our debt and get out of that. So I am here for you if you need me. I am so happy that you've listened to this episode and I can't wait to be in your ear next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Debt-Free CEO Podcast. Make sure you leave us a review and check us out on meganmendez.com. Connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at meganmendez underscore underscore. In the meantime, happy budgeting. See you next time.